Hello, Texans. Welcome to the podcast. And Bob Papa is a legendary play-by-play man of the New York Giants who's done a lot of boxing. He still does a ton of golf on Golf Channel. If his voice sounds familiar, that might be where you heard some of his work. Champions Tour stuff, other golf as well. And he really does a tremendous job at a lot of different things. He's been doing the Giants game since 1996. A lot of perspective on what they're going through. Some sports casting stuff that many of you might find interesting. Who's better, Fordham or Syracuse broadcasters? Look, I like to get into that kind of stuff. And let's see if you do as well. Let's kick it off with Bob Papa. Bob, how's it going? Great season for you so far. Yeah, it's been a surprise, Mark. Great to be on with you. Um, you know, I don't think any Giants fan, I don't think there's people in the building that thought this team would be 6-2 and two, uh, coming out of the bye, but that's where they stand, and uh, they've actually put themselves in position here to maybe even make the playoffs. Well, yeah, let's talk about what's going right. Saquon Barkley has to jump out first, or is it the play of Daniel Jones? I know the coaching staff's making a huge difference, but – can you rank these things in order as to what the difference is for the New York Giants in 2022? You have to start with Saquon Barkley. And, you know, we noticed in camp during training camp practices, he was a lot more physical. And uh, Carl Banks and I, who, you know, do a lot of work with the head coach on the various radio and TV platforms, you know, we were asking him one day in camp. And he said, you know, one of the things that we stress to Saquon is, you know, take the dirty two take the dirty two, take the dirty three, meaning, you know, if there's nothing really there, don't try to hit a home run, keep us on schedule, and two or three yards on first down is not a bad thing. Two or three yards on second down is not a bad thing. It keeps us on schedule to then be able to function as an offense because they don't have tremendous playmakers. Um, And they they told Barkley, and they promised him, they said, Saquon, if you just keep taking the dirty two at some point during the game, one's going to pop and you're going to have a big play. And that's happened just about every single week. Uh, that's tremendous. And that's great advice. Even for quarterbacks, take the pocket change, the four or five yard pass from time to time. What's the difference with Daniel Jones as you see it through half the season? Well, first of all, Barkley being healthy and then a coaching staff that knows how to use him uh, and has coached him really well. He's, he's picked up this new offense. He's picked up this scheme. He's getting better and better on it. Um, I think, you know, there's a lot of false narratives out there about Daniel Jones. Obviously, his legs and his athleticism are very key components to what he can do on the football field. But his decision-making, I know privately, uh, the head coach and, and this entire football staff has been very impressed with Daniel Jones and his ability to make good decisions. You know, you, you put on ESPN or you put on NFL Network and you have, you know, former players showing video, showing coaches tape, and they're like, you know, Daniel Jones has to be better with his eye discipline. There's guys running open, and he's not seeing him. He's taking the check down. Well, other than the fourth quarter of the Seattle game last week, where he didn't see the field well, he's actually seen the field great. And as Dable said to me, he said, you know, I said to him, I said, Coach, you know, early in the year, I said, man, it looks like there was a little bit more left on the bone there that you guys could have gotten. And he's like, oh. He goes, you sound just like my family. He goes, you know some of those guys that are running open that everybody's talking about that Daniel's missing? I said, yeah. He goes, well, how about the fact that those guys were running wrong routes and they weren't even supposed to be in the window? So how does he know if the guy's going to continue on a deep over or a shallow cross or if he's going to just stop and sit down when he's running the wrong damn route? So 
Daniel Jones has done a lot better than his passing numbers and what the outside world may evaluate him with. Bob Papa, voice of the New York Giants with us on Texans Radio. What about Dable? What's he like to be around since you've seen him come into the building? He's authentic. He's real. He cares. He spends a lot of time in the cafeteria at lunchtime. Um, you know, he'll sit with players or he'll sit with some of his staff members or front office people or, you know, John Mara or the Mara family that's there. But then other times he'll walk into the cafeteria with his plate of food and he'll sit with the marketing department or he'll sit with the broadcast production crew or he'll sit with digital content or he'll sit with, uh, you know, salespeople. Um, and he's really made it a point of trying to get to know what everybody does in the building, getting to know everybody by name and making everybody understand that we're all in this together. Even if you don't necessarily touch football, you're part of the same organization that's trying to win. And he's just a regular guy uh, to his credit for a guy that's worked as long as he did under Belichick and as long, you know, he worked the one year with Saban, but that's like working with Belichick. Um, he has not tried to become Belichick or Saban like so many of the other disciples that suddenly put on the I'm Bill Belichick or I'm Bill Parcells act without the resume to be that guy. Dave's is just Dave's. He wants you to call him Dave's. He can't stand it when you call him Coach Dable. It's like, dude, I'm Dave's. Okay. And that's it. And that permeates not only throughout the locker room, but throughout the organization. I got to think having Wink Martindale around is one of the smartest hires because he takes care of the defense, right? Dable doesn't have to worry about it. How do you see it? Well, I think that's the other, you know, uh, a veteran head coach told me once a long time ago, you're only as good as your staff. And if you're a young coach, when they would mentor young head coaches, their biggest advice would be don't be scared to hire people that are big personalities that are veteran coaches because too many times young coaches don't want to bring in those guys because they're scared that they're basically hiring a ready-made replacement if you fail. Sean McVay did a great job in the, with the Rams when he first got the job. What did he do? He hired Wade Phillips, a veteran-proven defensive coordinator, run his defense. Dable didn't even know Wink Martindale. They had no, they had ne their paths had never crossed. Uh, but Dable said, look, in all my years as a play caller, his defense gave me the biggest fits. Let me find out what he's all about. And he's brought in people within the organization that are not just robots from the Belichick camp or from this camp, and they just parrot the same stuff. He's brought in people with different ideas, like his offensive coordinator, Mike Kafka, who comes from the Andy Reid tree. You know, so they, they kind of sprinkle things around a little bit, so it's more of an open think tank. Boy, that sounds good. That sounds really interesting. Uh, Lovey Smith has been talking about the fact that the Giants are going to blitz the Texans more than any other team. How blitz heavy and blitz happy have they been so far? Is that a key factor in their success? Uh, it has been, but Wink Martindale uh, sometimes will not blitz a lot. You know, I, I think we all know that when you go against the veteran upper-tier quarterbacks, the Peyton Mannings, the Tom Brady's, the Drew Breeses of the world, you know, if you blitz, blitz them like crazy, they're going to eat you alive because they can read it, they can see it, they've been there, done that, they know what's coming, they know how to handle it. Um, now, Wink will dial up a blitz at the right time like he did against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in London, 
and he'll he'll pick his spots. Um, but there's a lot of other times where they're going to just play coverage and they're going to try to create ways with just five to get to the quarterback. Um, but I think in this case, you know, like with a young quarterback like Davis Mills, um, yeah, I think he's going to throw a lot of exotic looks at him and, and try to confuse him. All right, let me go a little history with you here, Bob. Bob Papa, voice of the Giants with us on Texans Radio. More beloved former Giants quarterback, Eli Manning or Phil Simms? What do you got? That's an age thing, man. That is clearly an age thing. I think if you're if you're of a certain age, there 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 are some that will never move off Phil Simms. I mean, look, if you ask my dad, he's going to tell you why a tittle. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> You know, it it, it, it kind of goes by generation. Um, they were both great in their own right. They were both phenomenal players. Eli's going to get in the Hall of Fame someday, although I doubt he'll be a first ballot. Um, and Phil Simms should probably be in the Hall of Fame, but he won't. But I think, you know, no matter how you slice it, you can't go wrong having those two quarterbacks as part of your franchise history. All right, let me stir up a rivalry here. You went to Fordham. So Fordham sports announcers versus Syracuse sports announcers. You tell me who's better. Go ahead. Start it off, Bob. Oh, come on. It's Fordham. I mean, listen, <laughs> Syracuse, Syracuse has a great history with my mentor, Marty Glickman and Marv Albert and all the, the guys that are doing tremendous work now, Tarico, Ian Eagle, and so on and so forth. But, you know, Fordham – you know, we got Vince Scully, we got Charles Osgood when you go to the news side of things, and then you got Mike Breen and Michael Kay and Chris Carino with the Nets and Spiro Ditas and Tony Reale of, uh, you know, ESPN with, uh, you know, the game show. And there's a lot of us out there. So I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be partial and go with Fordham. All right. Very nice. Bob Papa joining us. Now you've called boxing, golf. You've done it all, Bob. Tell me what's difficult about calling boxing you got to remember you're doing TV, right? And then you pick your spot when you get into the heavy play-by-play, -play. but like, you don't have to call every jab. You don't have to call every right hand that gets missed or blocked or whatever, because guess what? Two people in the ring, the ring is a square. It's not like there's stuff going on away from the ball. Everybody could see what's going on. And you try to pick your analyst brain and lead them into what they see and how it may manifest itself later in the fight. And then when you get to those aha moments, that's when you go in and you do your call. Now with golf, is that utter mayhem going on that people don't see behind the scenes in the truck? Because I always think with golf, you know, every other sport virtually, you're calling a game with one ball or one puck or whatever, boxing, it's two guys. With golf, it's a lot of different balls and players in different places and things like that. What's that like for you? Uh, yeah, that's basically 18 football fields happening at once. Um, for us as announcers, you know, doing it on television, it's, you know, you're just taking your cues from your producer and your director is getting you the shots. Now, it's all hell in the truck because you got a spotter for the producer, especially when we do college golf at Golf Channel, which we've become, you know, that's become a big franchise for us, the men's and women's NCAAs and all these tournaments that we're doing during the course of the year. It's one thing to do a golf tournament and for the producer to look up and say, all right, Tiger Woods second at three, and then we're going to go to Rory's, you know, fourth at the par five eighth, <laughs> whereas opposed to a college golf event where you're looking up and you're like, all right, is that Pearson Cootie or is that Parker Cootie? 
Is this the freshman that transferred in in the portal for Texas? Or who's this guy? And which guy is that on A&M? And which guy is this on Oklahoma State? And who's this kid from Oregon? That's a whole – that's – that's being in the truck for that is a scene. Interesting. Bob Papa, voice of the New York Giants, with us on Texans Radio. A couple more for you. All right, so in New York – Football teams are doing well now. Giants, Jets having good seasons so far. Are the football teams king of New York, or do the Yankees still have that title? How have things evolved over the last 10, 20 years, Bob? Baseball will always be king in New York. Um, When you get to the dead of winter or in the spring, um, you know, on the the all talk stations, baseball is always the hottest topic. It is. It's just, it is. It's. You know, I would say the Yankees are definitely number one in town. Uh, I would say the Mets are second with the Giants, probably a 2A. And then you get the Jets, and then it becomes the Knicks and the Rangers, and everything else kind of falls in the line. And college basketball is huge in New York. College football, you know, I was I was telling some friends, I was watching the Georgia-Tennessee game in Florida this weekend, and one of my buddies is a Georgia grad, and uh, – and they were all fired up for Florida State, Miami, LSU, Alabama that night. And I'm like, you guys realize in New York, this might get a two rating. Maybe we'll get a two, probably a one five. Nobody cares. And they're like, really? I'm like, it's all about the pros where we are. So, um, you know, I, I would think the Giants are like a two a, a 2A right behind the Mets in the, in the Pantheon. Because, you know, the, the Giants and Jets are lucky. When, they, when they've had these bad seasons the last five years and things are awful and they're both like almost eliminated by Halloween, well, as long as the Yankees are making a run and they're in the postseason, it, you know, the Giants and Jets could lose 35-3 to each weekend, but it all depends on what the Yankees did that day. And once the Yankees are eliminated, then the football teams lose their cover. Mm, cover, I like that word. Uh, tell me, NFC East. The rest of the way, we just saw the Eagles here last Thursday night. They're the only unbeaten team in the league. We know what the Cowboys are doing. Give me your thoughts on the division moving forward down the stretch here. Uh, well, you know, you always defer to the only team that's undefeated in the league, and Philadelphia is really good. The quarterback has, you know, he's passing every test that they laid out for him in Jalen Hurts because they came into the season with a wait-and-see approach as to whether he's truly going to be their future. Uh, they've added a lot of pieces in free agency and via the trade, but I still think the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys are still going to have to be reckoned with, especially if they wind up adding Odell Beckham Jr. to their team. Their defense is outstanding. You know, Dak was hurt. Cooper Rush held the fort. And then Dak basically had, you know, two extra preseason games playing the Bears and the Lions coming off the thumb injury and then the bye to kind of get up to speed. I still think the Cowboys are a team that's going to be heard from before the season's over. And it wouldn't shock me if Dallas wound up winning the division, even though Philly's beaten them once that was with Cooper rush. That, that Dallas defense is pretty awesome. Bob, thanks so much for the time. We really do appreciate the visit and I look forward to seeing you in the booth on Sunday. Yeah. Have a safe trip up and uh, hopefully this weather holds because man, it's been in the mid to low seventies all week and it is as nice as it gets. Mm. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Bob. You got it, Mark. There's our podcast with Bob Papa, voice of the New York Giants, among many other things. Texans at New York, really New Jersey, the Meadowlands right across the Hudson River. 
It'll be live at noon Sunday on Sports Radio 610, the Odyssey app, the Texans app, the Bull 100.3 FM, and all the Texans radio affiliates. Check out all the other podcasts wherever you got this one. And don't forget, a week from Sunday, the Texans are back at home against the Washington Commanders. That game, get tickets, HoustonTexans.com and the Texans app. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for listening. Go Texans!